This is Neil Erwitz. I'm the director of external relations here at the Center for a New American Security. Uh, later this week, Xi Jinping of China will be meeting with President Trump uh, in what is arguably the most important bilateral relationship in the world. Uh, here to help unpack what's going to be going on there and what we can expect is Harry Kresa and Hannah Sa from our Asia-Pacific Security Program. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. So, Hannah, let me start with you. What is the political context and the geopolitical context in which this summit will be taking place? Sure. So this will be the first official meeting between the two leaders. Uh, this summit comes on the heels of Secretary of State Rex Tillerson's perhaps uh, less than successful trip to Asia. With no press with him, China was able to set the narrative of his trip. Uh, during the trip, Secretary Tillerson used the terms win-win and mutual respect to describe the U.S.-China relationship. Both are phrases used by the Chinese to endorse regional spheres of influence and not interfering in each other's core interests. In the case of China, that means territorial and sovereignty issues like the South China Sea, Taiwan, and Tibet. Um, though Trump and Xi spoke with one another in February and Trump reaffirmed the U.S. commitment to the one China policy, there's a lot of baggage in the relationship given Trump's rhetoric on the campaign trail and his actions as president-elect. Well, and given, yeah, given talking to the president of Taiwan. Yeah, so I was definitely <laughs> going to mention that. Um, his phone call with the Taiwanese president, uh, Madam Tsai Ing-wen, uh, caused a lot of consternation in the diplomatic community. This broke with decades of tradition um, and some of his tweets following the phone call, calling, calling into question the utility of U.S. commitment to the One China policy definitely was a cause of concern for the Chinese. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what will come of this summit. Um, it's definitely an interesting time politically, as well as given a lot of uh, the, the rhetoric surrounding China's rise uh, and how the U.S. will deal with that. So given uh, what appears to be quite a bit of baggage going in, uh, what's on the agenda here? What are they going to talk about? Well, as you guys mentioned, Taiwan is obviously going to be top of mind following that phone call, but also because of some uh, recent eyebrow-raising events. Uh, President Trump indeed reaffirmed his commitment to the United States' One China policy, but the U.S. and its allies seem to be continuing to explore avenues for closer relations with Taipei. Uh, for example, uh, Stanley Cao, the uh, de facto ambassador to the United States from Taiwan, uh, recently attended an uh, anti-ISIS coalition meeting at the State Department. Uh, there he posed for a photo with Secretary Tillerson and the 60 other countries represented, but notably, notably absent was China. And uh, perhaps more visibly, a Japanese deputy minister recently visited Taipei, and this was the highest level official from Japan to visit Taiwan in 45 years, and prompted some pretty angry denunciations from China. Let me ask a quick, uh, a quick question on that point. Then is the policy vis-a-vis -vis Taiwan, uh, such as it's clear, perhaps a uh, incident of strategic ambiguity? Well, I think it is uh, a little unclear how much the Trump administration is trying to finagle at the margins with the uh, with our relationship with Taiwan and how much they're looking for uh, sources of leverage anywhere they can get it uh, from China. And indeed, I think one of those places they're hoping to try and find leverage to exercise is going to be trade. Um, during the campaign, President Trump consistently paid in China as America's chief economic villain, uh, stealing jobs and prosperity away from us through unfair trade deals. 
And while most economists today believe that the biggest threat to blue-collar work in America is automation, not trade with China, the Trump administration has made clear they intend to take a tough line on that issue with Beijing. Uh, the president just issued an executive order last week uh, initiating a review of our trade relationships and causes for trade deficits, and he used Twitter to uh, explicitly connect them to the upcoming summit with President Xi. Uh, he said the issue was going to make the meeting with the Chinese president a, quote, very difficult one. <laughs> now, I think that the concern here is that trade and Taiwan are going to crowd out other, perhaps more urgent issues that the two presidents really need to work on. Like North Korea? Like North Korea, uh, which does not seem to be a problem that's uh, fixing itself anytime soon. <laughs> and also, uh, like the South China Sea. Uh, this is a, a huge issue that seems to have dropped off the radar in a lot of recent uh, recent news cycles and uh, official uh, conversation, and that's really worrying. Uh, the Trump administration does not seem to have. A, we have not heard the phrase "fonops" in quite some time. We have not, and indeed, there does not seem to be a a, a clear strategy on how the administration is going to confront. Chinese uh, aggression in the South China Sea. And all this is happening at a time when our allies are getting increasingly jittery about our commitment to them. Let me uh, kind of put you on the spot a little bit, Harry, since you're a native Iowan and your governor has been uh, selected to be the ambassador to China. Is he going to be able to smooth any of this over? I think that's uh, going to be the question defining uh, Governor Branstead's uh, term of office once he becomes ambassador. Uh, Governor Branstead is, has a, a long history of being very pro-engagement and seeing other countries around the world, especially China, as opportunities for job growth and prosperity and cultural exchange. And he has a really different worldview with Trump on that issue. Uh, notably, I think the uh, Iowa under Governor Branstead's leadership uh, has become a key renewable energy sort, uh, key renewable energy market in the United States, one of the uh, biggest producers of wind energy outside of Texas. And it's too bad that climate change does not seem likely to be on the agenda with President Xi. This is a, a big threat to long-term peace and stability that both the United States and China are going to have to deal with, but the Trump administration seems to be actively shutting down most uh, national efforts on the issue. And in the meantime, China is embracing this role as a global leader in fighting, combat, uh, fighting climate change and becoming a uh, chief destination for renewable energy research and manufacturing. Let me bring it from the very, very long term to the much shorter term. Uh, Hannah, what can we expect to come out of this summit? I think the short answer is not much. Uh, I, given the fact that you don't have assistant secretaries or deputy assistant secretaries in either of the State Department or Pentagon, um, that's really troubling. You usually have ministerial working dialogues to come up with statements and issues of cooperation uh, before such a big summit. So I think in that sense, this is very atypical of, of an official visit. Um, I do think that it will be interesting to see how President Xi states how China views its role in this current political climate. In a speech at Davos back in January, which was the first time a Chinese leader had addressed uh, the meeting, he couched China as a preserver of globalization in the, race of, uh, in the face of rising populism. Uh, the U.S. has traditionally taken on the role as a stakeholder in their international order, espousing rule of law, human rights, and a liberal world order. 
uh, with Trump, Trump's uh, America First foreign policy and everything that entails and his questioning alliances and things like that, it allows China the opportunity to reinterpret those values in the absence of U.S. leadership. How it does so uh, will be very telling and provide a glimpse perhaps into how China views itself in the coming years. All right. Well, a lot on the line, and it doesn't sound like much is going to come out of it. But uh, let's uh, let's talk again when this is over. Great. Thank you, Neil. Thanks.